Can we sing that chorus once again? Everybody, everybody, everybody. Let's do it together for our Jesus. Creation, I say, praise to the King of Kings. You are, and I will adore you. Come on, church. What a glorious opportunity that we have this morning to worship the one who was, to worship the one who is. And to worship the one who is to come. Holy, holy, holy. You are Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. You are Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. You are Lord God Almighty. We worship your name. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. Come on, for the next few minutes, everybody, lift up your voices and praise Jesus. Let there be a praise break in this room right now. Lift up your voices. Praise the name of Jesus. Soon coming King, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. Yeshua. Father, we want to glorify your name. Oh, Jesus. For what you have done. For what you're doing. And Father, for what you're about to do. Our heart is receptive today to receive your word. And we pray, God, that every heart, every mind, every ear will be receptive to your word. And Father, as we are going to see the seeds of hope and life today, I pray, God, that lives will change. I pray, God, miracles will happen. I pray, God, that you will change scenarios for them. Everything that stood as a darkness in their life, at the name of Jesus, every darkness will tremble. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. And thank you for all that you are doing. We bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Thank you for meeting with us right now. And Father, I pray as we continue to be in your presence, as we continue to listen to your word, being in your presence, I pray, God, that this word will be creative and it will sow on the right soil to bring forth fruits in their life. Thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As you all go back to your places, I want you to shake 
your neighbor's hand and say, make room. Make room. Come on. As you're going back to your places, I'm going to ask you to repeat this after me. Make room. Can, can, you, can you say that loudly? Make room. Make room. Come on, church. I am expecting that the Lord is about to do something great. Not just today, but in this season. Not just in this season, but years to come. We will know what the Lord is about to do. And that's why I want to declare, let's make room. Let's make room for something amazing, what the Lord wants to do within us, in our families, in our church, in our personal life, in our faith life. We will pray, God, I am ready to make room within myself because I know only you can fill it. I won't see the wind in favorable condition. I may not see the environment in favorable condition, but all that I know is that I'm going to make room and only, and only you can fill this place. I believe in your work. You're ready to believe with me, church. Hallelujah. I may not see the weather being favorable. I may not see the circumstances being favorable. All that I know is if I am ready to dig, the Lord is going to fill this place. I don't have to know the every reasons behind it. All that I have to know is to trust in my Savior. And today I declare, if we are ready to make room, God is ready to fill this place. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Before Jesus did any miracle, he wanted to make sure that they have already made room in their mind, in their heart, in their homes, so that when Jesus' presence enters, everything changes. Come on, somebody. Your mother's here. You have to understand, this is some, something that most mothers would do. Before a baby is welcome to your house, mothers, you have this natural instinct where you prepare a room for the child to be in. Fathers too, you help mothers too. Come on. Yeah. Let me begin and go quickly because I sense the Spirit of God. And, and I prepared this message because I saw something in my family uh, a week ago. You, 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 most of you, you guys know that I have two amazing dogs. Two amazing dogs. Bella and Cooper. I love them. I'm an animal person. I love my pets, right? So Bella and Cooper, they are the most cutest dogs ever. Right? So this is what I have seen. This is what I saw last week. Bella is now pregnant. Come on. I don't know about you, but I am excited. Because I love, I love puppies. I love dogs. I, I'm a dog person. I love it. Right? So Bella is pregnant. This is what I saw. I have one cage, one crate for both my dogs. Because I wanted them to live together. Uh, uh, grow together, to know together. I want them to, to, to be together. I have one crate for both my dogs. Last week, you know what happened? Because now Bella is expecting her child, expecting the puppies, right? You know what Bella did? Usually both Bella and Cooper sleep together in the cage. But this day, Bella was so protective about her cage. She started barking. And she sent Cooper away from the cage because she knows I need to make room for my babies. I don't think you understand it the way I was understanding it. Bella needed to make room for her puppies to be in the crate, in the cage. She was nesting as a natural instinct for mother. She was trying to make room and she, she chased Cooper away. Why? Because she knows in few more weeks I will have some puppies and they will occupy my... Are you trying to understand this, church? My God wants us to know that we prepare a room for Him. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. My God wants us to do it. 
that we prepare a room for us, for Him to work first in our mind. In our mind. Because there's so much junk that is present in our mind. In our heart. Because there's so much that is going on. There's so many things that are taking the, the, the space in our heart. But if you're ready to make room, God is going to fill it with good things in your life. You're going to see miracles happening if and only if we are ready to make some room for God to work. Oh, come on, somebody. And this season in our life, I want us to remember one thing. If we are ready to make room, God is ready to fill it. I'm praying. I'm praying. God, this is our church. This is our sanctuary. This is your church. Father, we have room. Fill it. Fill it. I said, God, this is my family. This is my life. This is my ministry that you have given me. Father, I give you enough room for you to work in my life. Some of your parents here, you have to know and understand one thing. Before God works in your life, you got to make some, make some room for him to move. Because God needs that space. He needs that control. We can be in a position and a place where we are, we are dealing with a lot of other stuff and also we have little space for God. God deserves everything and all. Our mind, our heart, our condition, everything that we are about. He needs the space. He needs the space. Today, I'm challenging our church here. The youngsters, the, the, the parents and mothers and everybody, make room for us to see a miracle in our life. Let's, let's go quickly into the scripture that I wanted to meditate and share. If somebody can bring up my podium here, that will be great and helpful. Um, uh, let's, let's look into a scripture portion. And before we get into that, uh, all the newcomers, all who are here for the very first time or joining families who are here for Mother's Day celebration or you had some events in your family and you're here. Thank you so much. Uh, you are here. Um, uh, we want to welcome you to our church service. Can we all put our hands together and, and welcome everybody, everybody. We don't take it for granted. If you're here with us, we celebrate your presence. Your presence here is valuable. Come on, somebody. After the presence of God Almighty, we consider your presence here valuable because we value you, we love you. Thank you so much for joining with us because there are so many other churches. You could have been wherever you want. The presence of God is similar everywhere. But at the same time, you took an opportunity. You took this as a chance to be here with us. And when we worship together as a corporate house, I believe God is pleased. God is pleased. And thank you so much for joining us here. And all the mothers here, I, mean, I want to let you know that I love you. I love you. I love you for all that you have done, for all that you're doing, and all that God wants to do through your life. Mothers, I love you guys. You are special in God's house. God, you know, he wanted a mother for Jesus to be born, right? For every great man you would see, they were mother's place. And as you know, dear Amachi was sharing about our pastors and all the mothers would have enough stories to mention about how they have worked hard, they have prayed. I am here only because of the prayers of my mom. And I could say some of our worship leaders, our leaders, our, the, the members in our church, we are here, we are basking in the glory of what we have received right now only and only because what we have received from our praying mothers. Do not take it for granted because we have one day to celebrate. You just don't want to celebrate it for social media. Just for now, mom, you're so cute, you're so good, you know, let's take a selfie. 
I want to show everybody, mom, you're so good. And you want to bring a cake and cut it for her because everybody else wants. Come on, it doesn't matter you show it to people or no. What matters is throughout the year, is your mom present in your heart? Do you pray for her? Do you care about her? In the busyness of your life, kids, see, I want to encourage you. In the busyness of your life, take it a moment in your in, in your journey to just ring her phone and, and call and let her know, Mom, I don't want your money. I don't want your credit card. I don't want all that is good stuff, Mom. I know all that is good stuff. It, it helps me. But at the same time, Mom, today I'm calling you to just let you know, Mom, I love you. Oh, come on, somebody. Mothers, you got to support me. I'm preaching for you today. Mom, come on. I don't care about anything else. All that I know today is, Mom, I love you. I am here today only because of you. Nobody else. I can tell that boldly in my life because of the love that is passed on to me. Timothy would say that my, my grandmother and my mother paid a price over my life. If I preach, it's not because of my and the medical either. It's not because of my talent or my ability. It is because of the prayers. I remember there were days and mornings in my life when, when, when my parents woke up before me. And I see when I wake up, I see my mom sitting next to me. I see my dad sitting next to me. Why? Because they laid their hand over my head and they were praying. I will not leave the devil to take control over my son. He is an anointed one to bring the gospel to the ends of the world. This is my son and I give my son to the Lord. I'm thankful for what my mother has done. Today I want to challenge every youngster here, even if you're old, if you have your parents here. You have a lot of grandparents here. If your children are your children, take it a moment in your life to thank God for them. Today I'm preaching for the mothers. Father's Day is coming up next month. And then somebody else will preach on behalf of us and pray and bless us and give us good food. Today we have good biryani, right? We have good food. So stay back for the entire service. God is going to do and I pray that he will touch and he will talk to us. This morning, um, as we look forward, I want to start my scripture from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. It says, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears her down. What a beautiful scripture. Um, uh, I believe it's an encouraging word for many. Uh, if you are looking for a wife, look for a wife who is wise, wise, oh come on, a wife uh, uh, who is wise, because a wise wife will build your home. Come on somebody, don't just look for her beauty, don't just look for her job, don't just look for the money she can bring in, but look for if her heart is lost in Jesus Christ. If it is, she and you will together build a healthy Christian family, and that's what we are missing in this generation. If you're eagerly looking for someone, y'all, wise women here, I'm so proud of our church. Everybody, you have built your homes. Every young married couple, and Rinsey is getting, getting married very soon. And, and come on, can we all put our hands together for Rinsey? And I know this year we are going to hear more testimonies. Come on. Oh, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. But I pray that everybody who gets married within our church, you bring your husbands to our church. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, anyways. Proverbs, four, <laughs> Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1 says, A wise woman builds our house. We want people to join us who can build with us, right? 
We don't want people who can tear things away. You know, if I join, if I'm part of an organization, if I'm hiring someone, I want people to be in the, in the like mind as I am. Because I, if I'm looking forward to building an organization or a company or a business, you know, uh, I want somebody who, to join, who can join me to, to build and propagate and move forward, to grow, to flourish. Are you trying to understand this? So when you come together in your family, I don't think anybody is perfect. If you're looking for perfect person, I don't think so you will ever find it. But I believe, you know, I have a lot of imperfections. My wife, Anisha, she's beautiful, she's talented. She has a lot of imperfections. But in our imperfections, we come together and we encourage each other so that we both will, will, be, will become one and will be perfected in the image of Christ. I will help her. She will help me. Husbands, you help your wife. Wives, you help your husbands. So as a teamwork, your goal in life is to be perfected in the image of who Jesus is. We will never find a perfect person. Everybody is messed up. Everybody has issues going on in their life. There's so many messed up people we see, but two messed up people come together and both of them encourage each other to follow one through Jesus. And that's how you start building your family. A wise woman will build her family. A wise woman knows what's going wrong. Mothers have this natural instinct. Um, when a child is sick, when, when a child has fell, fallen down or cut, um, has a small cut or bruise, you know, the mom is impatient. Dad, it's okay. If dad is watching the TV, he will say, okay, basketball is going on. Son, you just go around. You put a bandaid on yourself. You'll be fine. But mom, no, 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 no. Mom will go and sit next to the child. Take the child. How, how, I, I don't know. If, even if your child is very old, 22, 23. Even now, last, you know, last month I was in India, right? And you know, um, I was doing something outside, and I had a small little cut in my finger, small little, I don't even care about it. And my mom saw it from some corner, I don't know from where. She ran to me, she said, I'm like, mom, it's okay, it's small cut. But for mom, she's impatient because she now saw the blood in her son's hand. She can contain herself. She wants to be there to protect, to be with, and she wants to ask and inquire. But for dad, it's okay, it's okay. You'll be fine. You're growing up. You're manning up. It's okay. It's fine. Right, dads? But I'm thankful for moms. I'm thankful for moms. There's some moms here who, who text me, okay, um, we have a Friday night. We have uh, our um, uh, small groups. And sometimes when kids are late, their moms text me. Sometimes dads text me too. But usually, you know, I receive moms. You know, they, my, my son and daughter, they are out. Are they with you? Uh, they're concerned. And sometimes I've heard moms saying that, you know, till my son or my daughter comes back home, I cannot sleep. And there are families here who can't eat. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking good about mothers today, right? There are mothers who say, I cannot eat my food until I've seen my son or my daughter in my house. That's the case with me. Even recently when I was in Bangalore, I went outside with my friends and I was very late, late 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And my parents were calling me, I'm 20. And, and, and my mom, she, I mean, I'm married, I have a wife, I have a son, but my mom was impatiently calling me, where are you? It's 11.30, it's 11.35, every five minutes, it's 11.30, no mom, it's five, just five minutes since you called me last, but I'm worried where that's the heart of a mother. Don't just celebrate mothers.
once a year. Make it a point you remember and you thank your mom throughout the year. She might call you because she's worried about you. Don't just take it for granted. Oh, it's my mom. It's okay. You will realize how much you miss your mom when you are away from her. It's the story of everybody. You will wish, I wished my mom had called me. I was counseling a young family a um, couple of months ago, not in this city, in somewhere else. They've gone through a lot in their life. Um, the dad married multiple times, so they have, it's kind of messed up. The girl never received a good love from her mom because her mom passed away early and now she was living with, you know, a lot of other messed up family. But she was looking for that love from her husband. Husband came from another messed up family and she could not find that love. She was totally destroyed. She was totally destroyed. And this is what she said, and this reminded me that I need to share in our church today. She said, I went to the church so that people would love me like my mom would love, but nobody took or nobody paid attention to my needs. Nobody asked me. All they will do is they will call me whenever they need something from me. If they need some help from me, they will immediately call. Mole, can you help in our VBS? Can you help? But nobody took a chance and called me when I was needing a mom. And that's where the church plays the role as a mother to someone. We will make it a point in our life that there are many others out in the world who will and who needs and who desires the longing, the affection of a mother. Bible says, even if, God, even if you're, you're the mom that, that has given birth to you may forget you, but I, the Lord, will never forget you never forsake you. Yes, that's true. But can I tell you something? We in the built and, and, and created in the image of God Almighty, we become the carriers of God's love. When I talk about God's love, it's not something that He is coming down and embracing people. No, it's you and me, my dear moms, my, you and me, my dear fathers, you and me, my church. It's us. We become the carriers, the extension of God's love in this world. In this, Our world needs it. Our world needs it. Some of our families from, who come from Asia, our Asian families, we have a good heritage. A lot of other families, when I talk and our counsel, I minister, they all talk to me about it. The Asian culture with family status, it's really good. It's really good. You know something? That there are so many friends of yours, your colleagues, who are working with you, who may not have the real love that they need to receive from a mother. Maybe God has placed you so that you can be the carrier of God's love in their families. Can you do that? Make room for a miracle. Room, making room starts with you. It's your mind. There's a lot of junk plays in your mind. That has to be emptied out so that you can know what God thinks and dreams through your life. Make room in your mind. Make room in your heart. As I go forward, I have I have few more minutes. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10 is the scripture I want to mention and read and, and bless us today. It's beautiful scripture, and I love 
all the stories concerning Moses. Moses, the great leader. This is the story of Moses' birth. This is the story of so how Moses' mom protected him. And how, this is how it goes. I'm going to read it for you. You can flip your Bible, swipe up and down, wherever, or you can read it through the screen. You know, Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. It says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. The first thing I want to tell you is, a good, blessed marriage, family, starts with a blessed marriage. In the scripture that we see here is, a good husband, a, a man from the family of Levi, went and looked for a wife from the Levite community. And right now, I'm not going to stretch out this scripture because everybody has different opinions about marriage. But this is what I believe and this is what I want to see in through my ministry is that, that we get hitched with. That we marry someone who knows the Lord the way we know. Are you trying to understand this? Do not get yoked with somebody who does not say, I have heard this, I have heard this a lot of time being in youth ministry, that you know what, Pastor, I like someone. That's good. I'm happy for you. But you know, he is, he, she doesn't go to C-H-U-R-C church with me. I said, okay, what church does he go? Does he go to any other, uh, you know, evangelical Pentecostal? What church does he go to? What church, where does he go? Uh, actually, he doesn't go to any, any church. Okay, so why are you in this relationship? No, no, you know what? I am a missionary to that guy. I'm a missionary to the lady. Come on, Joel. I'm just kidding, parents. Don't worry, okay? He is a good son. I love him. But you know what? In, in all the stories, I have seen a lot of stories where Miracles have happened, might have happened, but majority of the cases, majority of the cases, the more you have hanged around with an unbeliever, chances are you will forget who your real maker is. And you will run away with that person. You will never want to worship Jesus the way you worshiped him earlier. I've seen a lot of people being in this ministry, being in ministry. I've, I've, recently, I went to a city for ministry, and I saw another young couple, same story. I know the end of the story here. So whenever you are ready for mingling with somebody, mingling of hearts, make sure the other person is hidden in the love of Jesus Christ. That you have to go closer to Lord, and you have to unwrap each levels of His presence to find who is hidden with the Lord Almighty. Are you trying to understand this? Do not be yoked with an unbeliever. It will mess your life. That's the beginning of a Christian marriage. I know I'm not going to go into that action, but at least in my case, I, I believe and I you know, while I was growing up, Anisha is here, while I was growing up, I loved, I, um, you know, uh, because I was ministry in North India, almost, it, I, it, I was in Nepal for ministry, right? So this pastor, he's the assistant superintendent of Nepal, he invited me. He liked me so much, and I was only 19. He liked me so much that he called my dad from Nepal, and he said, you know, Pastor, aapke bete ko hume bohut acha laga. Pastor, bolo bohut acha. My dad said, bohut acha hai. Very good, very good. Uh, you know, send him to some other places for ministry. No, no, no. I want to keep him in my house. My dad got shocked. <laughs> he said, son, I'm booking your next flight. Come back immediately. 
I think parents know better, right? When it comes with relationships. Trust their judgment. I know some of you youngsters would not appreciate what I'm saying today, but this is from, from my experience. I've been married for six years, and there's a lot of other stories that I see. We've been married for many years, and next month we'll be married for six beautiful, wonderful years. I thank that in God's supreme direction of my life and Anisha's he he brought us together so that we can build a healthy family which is visible to many others to be a role model to them. My goal in life and I've mentioned this to Anisha's life, Anisha, because we pastor and minister to the youngsters of our church. I want us, our lives to be a role model. When they see us, they want to dream it. Okay, let, let our lives be like Pastor Justin and Anisha's. Not that we are perfect, we are trying to be. I don't think any per- family life is going to be perfect. You will all have issue, issues in your life. Just, li- just day before yesterday, we both had a good argument. But still, we are in love. We are here today. We love each other. All the marriages will have issues. But still, still, we are meant to be together because I believe it is ordained by Him. The first place always goes to when, when the guy wanted to get married, he wanted to make sure that she is from the same tribe. Here, when he talks about tribe, they wanted to be with the same tribe, you know. But in, in, according to the Christian word and wisdom, I would say that it should be better that you find somebody who believes and worships the Lord the way you worship. The way the person would align with your family. As I was growing up, this is a small testimony about me. As I was growing up, I, because we did a lot of ministry in North India, I'm, honestly, I love North Indian girls. I love them. I like them. I would say not love. I, I like them. And I told my parents to parent, Daddy, you know what? You know, when I get married, I'm married to uh, maybe a North Indian girl, you know? So I just wanted to prepare them for this. But then there came a realization in my life, you know, marriage is not just, you know, I, I know it is just the, the marriage is between the husband and wife and you become one. But then you have to understand, you know, because you do a family together, it's very, very, very necessary that you understand that it should be in a place and position where your family agrees to the language. What if I bring a, somebody who doesn't talk to my dad, who, who can't communicate with my parents? That will ruin the relationship completely. Are you trying to understand this? This is just my, my suggestions today. So when you try to find someone, try to bring in a person who fits in, in the family, the family of God, the family that God has given you, so that you as a healthy person can walk and progress and build a healthy home, which is wantable by many others who are next to you. Are you trying to understand this? Am I boring you? I'm sure I'm not. Let's go forward. As we look forward, it says, And the woman conceived and bore, and she saw him, that he was a godly child. Number two that I want to share is, see, she saw him as a godly. There's something in the vision of a mother. You know, mothers sometimes, you can visualize about your children like nobody else. You can see the destiny of your child because the one who has given you the baby, he has already convinced you that this is a special child that God has given in your life. 
And as soon as the child was born, Moses' mom, her, mom, her name was Jochebed. And as soon as Jochebed saw the baby boy, Moses, she said, this is a, a godly child. You know what Hebrews mentioned about this? Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about the faith of Moses. He says, by faith, Moses' mom hid Moses. You know why? Because he was a godly child. It says, in, it mentions that in Hebrews that because he was no ordinary child, mom preserved and protected. Moms, you have a vision that like nobody else. When everybody else will talk bad about your child, when everybody else would say your child is fit for nothing, only the mom will know, no, 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 you are mistaken. If this is my son and given by the Lord Almighty, this is a warrior in Christ Jesus. He is an evangelist. He's, he is he's going to thrive in whatever area God is going to place because this is my son. I have a vision about my son. Jokubit looked at the baby boy and he said, you know what? But he's a godly child. He's a godly child. Bible says, Moses' mom hid her for almost three, four months. I don't want to go into the timeline of it. Almost three, four months. She hid her. She controlled him. But then there came a point when they, she could no longer, you know, there's a moment in your life you cannot control till all the time. You know, there, there is a time given for you to control things. Then when it gets out of your ability, you look to the Lord for help. Because you can do everything in your sense only for a few months. When everything else is loosened and trying to, and it is broken, that's when you look up to the Lord and say, God, you know what? Three months, I nursed my child. I could take care of him for all this while, but today he has become big and big and so big that I cannot manage him by myself. This is the story of some mothers here. You have taken care of your children, but today maybe you in a junction where you can resonate your life with Jokovic's life and say, God, I have taken care of my child, but no longer I can cannot. I don't have the resources. I don't have the finances. I don't have the education. But one thing I know God, that I'm going to give him back to you. You know what something? Whatever was given back to the Lord, he's always blessed it. The problem is we don't give it to the Lord. Oh, come on. Five loaves and two fishes when given to the Lord, it was multiplied. Oh, water in some jars when it was given to my Jesus, it was made wine, tasty wine. Whatever was given to my Jesus, He will. Come on, people, put your hands together. We will change it. He will change it. He will change it. You will see a miracle, one, when you make room for it, two, when you love God. Give Him back. Give Him back. Some of us holding, uh, holding things, holding things, holding things together tightly. You want to protect and you want to show. No, 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 no. You can control all so much. But there's a point when the child is going to grow up. The child is going to become a man. You can't hold him. You can't handle him at that time. You have to let God do his work. And say, God, my son, I could do so much, but today I'm giving him to your hands. And I believe miracles will happen in your families if you are ready to do it. Moms, I want to challenge some of our mothers here. If I can have the worship team behind me, it would be really good if we get into that spiritual moment here. And I want everybody to pay attention. Moms, you have to understand, if you can spend time, fast and pray for your child at least once a week, 
Even today, my parents do that for me. And I'm ready to do for my Josiah. Parents, you can fast and pray for your child. Young married families, young married couples here, people who are ready to get married, make it a point in your child. A time that God, whenever God blesses you with a child, that you will pray for them at least once. At least, I know the busy schedules, but at least fast and pray for, for once a day. And let God know, God, this is my child. I want to give it back to you. Bless them. Bless their walk. Bless their journey. You know what, Jacob, I like the story because the beautiful thing about Jacob is I'm going to write, read this scripture and I'm going to go into the verse. Um, you know, we're going to go and sing in the, the song. This is what it says. We know the story, so I'm going to just... When Jokovic show saw that the child was becoming big, you know what she did? Bible says she made a, she made a basket, she made an ark, and she threw her son into the Nile River. It was life filled with uncertainty. She knew one thing, that if she keeps her baby in her house, the child will die because of Pharaoh's soldiers. Pharaoh always want to destroy your blessing. Pharaoh always has the scheme to destroy your newborn. He wants to destroy every promises of God. And that's the idea of Pharaoh. And that's the same spirit that God, the Pharaoh has been doing even today. If there's a promise in your life from God Almighty, he wants to just destroy it. Destroy it. Destroy it. After I was born, my mom was conceived I guess four or five times. There's a gap between, I mean, almost of 10 years between me and my younger brother. Once I remember, I always wanted a younger, younger sister, you know. And I always used to, whenever she goes to the hospital, I say, Mom, you know, when you come back, you need to come back with a baby girl. You need to come back with a sister for me. I want to grow up, you know, being with a sister. Then once I told Mom, when you go, go back, you know, I want a brother this time, at least a brother. So I used to tell them, and I'm almost four or five times, but she had miscarriages, a lot of situations. She might be six months into a pregnancy or seven months into a pregnancy, and that's when she, she sees in her dream a serpent. She sees a, a, a demonic spirit. And when she sees it, the next day morning she has, she has, um, she has bleeding, and, and, um, and she, it's already the state of a miscarriage. You may come across the scenarios because in being in ministry, I've seen a lot of parents going through the same struggles. The moment you see a serpent when you're pregnant, you need to cast that devil out right then. Pray with your family member right then because there's a promise growing in your womb and Pharaoh's enemies doesn't want this child to come out. Because this is an anointed one. This is no ordinary child. And the devil who knows the future of your child will try to kill it right there. Because at that position, it's very easy. He will bring you this, 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 uh, uh, the, the dreams that was very fearful. The moment you see it, it's gone. So this, is, this was happening for almost five, six times. That's when we relocated to Bangalore and we moved back to Bangalore. And that's sometimes, you know, I'm, I have to encourage nothing to do with the church that we were part of. But sometimes very, very, very resourceful to be part of a church that believes in the power of prayer. We came back to a church in Bangalore and, and we were part of the church my mom was pregnant again. My dad was happy. I was happy. You know, three times she fell down from the bus. Multiple times she has incidents where my brother, who's alive today, he would be dead and gone. 
But I'm thankful for the fervency in her prayer. And also thankful for the community that we were part of. That's why I always encourage people, find a church that is praying for you. Tuesday night, I want to remind some of our parents here, some of our children here, Tuesday night, it's a beautiful time. We are just maybe six, seven, less than ten people, but we are interceding for everyone in our church. We are praying. You need to find a church that prays for you. Find a community, that find a friend that can pray for you. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm thankful that my parents found a church that was interceding and praying. My mother saw the same dreams, same incidents started happening, and I still remember. Some of you all know Pastor Anison in Canada. He visited our home with another pastor, a friend of his, and, and we prayed that day. He prayed that day over my mom, and that day was a miracle. That day was a miracle. And the devil wanted to kill him right after my mom gave birth. And over the period of 16 years of his life, the Lord told us to pray eagerly over his life because the devil wants to completely destroy him. He's an anointed, chosen child of yours. The devil tried to do everything possible, but I'm thankful for a community of prayer warriors. You know what? Even today, my brother is alive only because his grace and a community of believers who stood with us to pray. Only a mom would know the future destiny of a child. Some of your mom here, I want to encourage you. Do not look your child with the vision, natural vision that you have. Look through the vision that God has given you as an anointed mother who is raising a young warrior. Your children are no ordinary children. They are conquerors in this land. And I'm praying everybody in this land who are, who are representing our church, they will represent Jesus outside and they will be mission. I'm thankful for Preeti and the other missionaries here. I'm thankful for their life. But I'm praying that many of you will rise up to conquer the city for Jesus. That's my dream. That's what I want to see. The mothers, let's pray together. Let's pray together. Only Jochebed know the anointing in Moses' life. What I like about the scripture here is, next two minutes I'm going to close. She threw it in the water. There's a verse in Bible which it says in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1. It says, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. You may not find it just right just the moment you have put or casted your bread. You will find it after many. Jochebed had, had to wait for at least 40, 80 years for her Savior son to come back to rescue her. Mary had to wait for nearly 30 years for the promise of God to start working wonders. Jesus to start ministering I mean, and delivering people. She had to wait for 30 years. Mom, if it is not today, you, if you're ready to throw your bread into the water, what it simply means is that in the midst of uncertainties, if you're ready to operate in faith, God will honor that. Oh, faith requires you to do something. You know what? When I was growing up, I wanted a bike. But to buy a bike, it was nearly 65,000 rupees. My dad had no money. I had no money. But it just took 750 rupees to buy a helmet. You know what I did? I went and bought a helmet first. And I said, I am buying by faith a helmet. My bike is on the way. My bike is on the way. I didn't have the money to go to my college. But I just say, I'm going to give my application right there. Because all it takes is faith needs you to move with it. And I took the application, I filled it and I sent it. Money was 
Oh, if the Lord leads you, He will provide for you. Moms, I want to encourage you today. You may not have the financial resources and you may not see everything that you can provide for your children, but if you only, if you can throw your seed into the water, the Bible says it will come back after many days. You may not receive it right then. It will come back. It may not happen immediately, but it will. It will come back. It will come back. Can we all rise up in God's house? Can we all rise up? I want to let you know our mom cares for us. But can I tell you something? The most important part of our life is more care of a mother or a father. Our God cares for us. Oh